0: Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah Wa kafa wa s-salatu wa s ala ibadihi al-lazhin Amma ba'du fa'audhu billahi minash shaytanir rajim Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Wa maa khalaqtu al-jinna wal-insa illa liya'abudun Sadaqallahul azeem Most respected Most respected students of deen, mothers and sisters with the Fazal of Allah Ta'ala with his tawfiq last week we had discussed the issues regarding social media and what this can lead to and especially when suddenly death comes and death often comes suddenly then what we have posted what we have plastered all over the place what pictures we have put here and there it will be too late to delete and then this can become a form of azabe jariya continuous punishment because others will be now committing haram due to what we have posted looking at a non-maharam whatever else and as a result that person will be sinning he will get his sin, we will be getting his sin also. And even that is not only after death, somebody posts some picture of themselves somewhere, and any non-mahram sees that, to start off with, the picture making is already haram, and then some non-mahram sees it, so he is committing zina of the eyes, he is getting the sin, and we are getting the curse of Allah Ta'ala as well. Because Nabi S.A.W. said, Wal Manzura Allah Allah's curse is upon the one who casts haram glances and upon the one who has not concealed herself correctly as a result of which she is being looked at so she is also equally becoming the target of this curse so now somebody plastered this all over the place and they are at that time perhaps performing salah now the person is in the middle of their salah and somebody else is looking at them At their picture While this person is engaged in salah That person's sin Is bringing la'nat upon The one who is at this moment in time That girl Who is in sajda But because of her picture being looked at she's also getting la'nat What a terrible thing this is And how we put ourselves in such a Situation So alhamdulillah summa alhamdulillah Many people have taken heed of this. Many people have begun to remove pictures. I received some correspondence and that is where I have gleaned this. Obviously, nobody will uh, or should be exposing this to anyone unless they are taking advice from somebody. But the correspondence, nobody knows who's corresponded. But just for the sake of Ibrad, this is what is being mentioned, that Alhamdulillah, some people corresponded and expressed what they, how they responded. This is only the fuzzle of Allah Ta'ala, but this is a lesson for one and all. That Alhamdulillah, summa Alhamdulillah, while some people found that this was as they had expressed, that this was something that would never ever be possible for them, but with the tawfiq and fuzzle of Allah Ta'ala, when they turned to Allah Ta'ala, it became very possible and they did it and they are now over with it so this is a great step forward may Allah Ta'ala grant istiqamah to all who took this good step forward Allah Ta'ala bless them with the best in dunya and akhirat Allah Ta'ala make them among his chosen servants Allah Ta'ala bless them their hearts with his muhabbat with every good of dunya and akhirat and Allah Ta'ala keep them progressing all the time and whoever else has not yet taken the step If it applies to somebody Allah knows best This is not some kind of uh, But if it applies to anybody else And we have not yet taken the step Just keep thinking about What we had discussed last week That suddenly before the end of today If my life is going to go What I would have liked to have deleted What would I have liked That this never existed But then I won't always have this opportunity to know that at the end of this day my life is going to go. When the day comes it might go in one second. So it could be today, it could be tomorrow, I don't know. So let me make sure that all this is cleaned out. There is nothing left for me to delete because all this will get opened someday. Somebody or the other is going to be starting to look at it. Allah forbid someday our own children might pick it up after we are gone and we kept all these things behind. They say, this is what my father was up to. This is what my mother was up to. Someday it will be somebody else who will pick it up. Maybe somebody's husband will pick it up. This is the person I got married to. This is what she was doing in her life. What an embarrassment. We made toba, Alhamdulillah. But then we kept these things still existing somewhere. This will all bring a whole lot of issues for us. And how many times it happens that somebody now got proposed to get married and they made toba from all the past. And they got proposed to get married Some other person goes and digs out All these things Because it's here, there and everywhere They go and somehow dig it out And as a result break marriages Break proposals, break marriages So let us make sincere Tawbah also And let us get all these things out of our system And out of our life Allah ta'ala make it easy for one and all Allah ta'ala guide us all And Allah ta'ala make us His true and sincere servants So together with clearing all these things from our lives what is very important is that we always are conscious about what influences are coming to us in fact all these things that people get involved in also whether it is getting onto social media and putting their pictures here and there this is all as a result of some kind of influence a person doesn't just wake up in the morning out of the blue and decides that I am going to put my picture on Instagram Nobody does that That intention And then eventually that decision To put something on social media Or to behave in a certain way Or to dress in a certain way Or to start doing something or the other Which is wrong That already had started somewhere before In the mind It wasn't something that was a snap decision Out of the blue, out of nowhere It was something started somewhere in A while ago And how it started Because of something a person heard Now we sat in some group of Friends But some of them didn't have the right direction Or the right mindset Or they didn't have the right concerns Their interest was Something apart from The right things So somebody started talking about it And we engaged in that conversation We continued to listen Now that person is talking about something which is fire but is making it sound like as if it is a garden of roses. But that person is in fire. The issue is that dunya is a bit of a test. It is a test. And as a result sometimes a person's intelligence due to sins gets masked. Intelligence of a person gets subdued and a person cannot see the benefit from the harm cannot distinguish between right and wrong and a person who is burning thinks he is enjoying himself but like a person taking a drug I tell him no this is terrible this is fire this is terribly harmful he says you don't know the enjoyment now any sane person any person who doesn't have his intelligence masked off, whose intelligence has not been subdued, then he can see for himself what is this person doing to him. How he harming himself. How he destroying himself. He is destroying his life. He is destroying his family. He is destroying his wealth. He is destroying his respect and honor. He is destroying everything. But he is saying I am enjoying it. Now, any sane person will look at this person with with pity, now how do I explain to this person that look, this is not enjoyment this is you burning yourself that person can't understand it so likewise the same thing happens in all these other haram things now that person who is talking about it in that group, is talking about it like this is something very very enjoyable now we got influenced by that talk somebody is talking about what they did on social media what they posted here and there now there is this quest within us for also to be known, to be recognized somewhere. People must also talk about us. This hubbe ja, this love for the ego, this love for fame. We'll be talking about ourselves now. We'll be praising ourselves. I I'm this and that and the other. But then now this crave for it will now want to make us post ourselves here and there. And as a result Now we got that influence came from somebody else They are talking about what they did So now we are hearing it And it's taking our minds in that direction And We are not now in a position To distinguish sometimes That is this person what they are saying Is it really good Or is it a terrible thing Many a times people say things And they just make sweeping statements Sometimes And the person is listening innocently And that person listening innocently, what was said just leaves one doubt in the mind. One seed is planted, one seed of doubt. These kind of things happen, unfortunately, in so many different ways. Whether it is something regarding our social life. Now, somebody planted one seed, that for example, dressing in a certain way is not really that bad. Now, some people just make a big noise about it. They're wearing jeans and all this. What's what's the big problem about it? Now they just they just made one statement. What's the big problem about it? Now that got left in our mind. But there can't be such a big problem about it. Those who are repeatedly talking about these things, they probably now overplaying their part too. Now it just left that one doubt. Now that doubt, if it is not removed in time, that is a seed that is planted and this weed is going to grow this weed is now going to start germinating and then it's going to grow then those thorns will come and those bitter fruit will come if this is not uprooted then this danger lies for the future sometimes regarding dressing for example or worse still regarding aqaid one person read one book and he read the book and this person was a non-muslim writer obviously writing something he gets a quran sharif and now this person is making some sweeping statements and he says that uh, something like this that muslims believe that whatever comes from allah taala must be perfect because the quran is in perfect arabic now this is he's now he's saying it in his way because the quran is in perfect arabic therefore whatever comes from allah taala why the quran must be perfect whereas now nawaz now he's putting this. Whereas the Quran contains grammatical errors. Now he made one statement. Now this person doesn't know anything about Arabic. He is reading one book. Somebody is saying the Quran contains grammatical errors. Now this left one doubt in his mind. Now what grammatical error? Point out one grammatical error? Nothing. The Quran Sharif is perfect. But he now, this is his agenda. His agenda is not to prove something His agenda is just to confuse His agenda is just to throw a person off track So he threw one statement Now some people will discern it And there will be those who will just Now fall into it And then he says Well there were people who Even wrote books Which equal the Quran in eloquence Where is the book? The Quran has made an open challenge from before From 1400 years ago that bring one ayat like it then bring ten ayats like it then one ayat says bring one ayat like the Quran Sharif the whole world didn't bring one ayat cannot bring one ayat but now this person made one claim and he carried on now this innocent or this person who is not discerning he read this and this doubt got left in his mind and now he's wavering with it fortunately for him he went to somebody who then explained to him and got this doubt out, Oh, you'll find people now speaking about, for example, the Imams Imam Abu Hanifa Imam Shafi and the common thing is, when those who want to plant doubts about these Imams in the hearts of people, they will start off by praising them, this is the common thing that is happening nowadays. And it happens in so many different forums. There'll be some baking classes. Come along, excellent baking classes. And in the course of the baking classes, there'll be some talk about Imam rahmatullah Hanifa, about the Imams of Fiqh. There'll be some sewing classes. We're not making a general statement that every sewing class and every baking class, but there are some classes of this nature, or some other activity, not necessarily sewing and baking, some activity some way or the other. Sewing and baking I used as examples but some things of this nature also taking place in some halls here and there and they are now somebody is giving a talk, they are giving a lesson on whatever the case may be they will start off by praising Imam Abu for these imams were very great people, these imams were excellent people and then after having praised them, so now they already bribed the mind of the listener to take whatever is given so first Now, they say, no, he was very good people, very nice people. But, that big but will come then. But they also made mistakes. They also made mistakes. So now, if you are following somebody who made mistakes, now everything now that doubt comes, maybe he made a mistake in this too. Maybe he made a mistake in that too. Now, they just threw something in between. Now, just for our understanding, for our understanding, that one is A heart surgeon, heart surgeon specialist in the field, he's done hundred heart surgeries, open heart surgeries. He's performed hundred thousand maybe, and he's a human being. Just just on example level, he's on a he's a human being. Some way he could have made one mistake here and there. That's possible. But now somebody else says, well, you see that heart surgeon he also has made one two mistakes just as an example he has made one two mistakes so in other words if he made one two mistakes don't ever go to him he has made one two mistakes now he did a thousand heart surgeries open heart surgeries and he made one two mistakes so a person says write him off now this will be regarded as totally foolish that a human being any human being is not pro, uh, above any mistake the masoom. besides them, any human being can err, but do you write somebody off, because he made one mistake, despite being an expert in the field, that is just on, an, on a principle level, but coming down to the reality, who is taking out the mistake, one is that heart surgeon, and somebody is saying, that he made a mistake, so what mistake he made, now the person who is saying, he made a mistake, is a person who, doesn't even know where in the body the heart is really. It's in the middle of the chest, on the right or the left. He is saying that this heart surgeon made mistakes. Not that he is quoting somebody else who is an authority in the field. He is saying from his side, no, this person also made mistakes. So the person who is listening to him will say that what right you have? Who are you? You are a nobody. And if you are quoting somebody who is a nobody like you, that is just darkness upon darkness that's exactly what is happening in this time and age in terms of deen that the imams of fiqh Imam Abu Hanifa Rahmatullahi alayhi, Imam Shafi Rahmatullahi alayhi, Imam Malik Rahmatullahi alayhi, Imam Ahmad Ibn Hanbal Hammal Rahmatullahi alayhi, they were experts of a very very high caliber and the masters of hadith of fiqh they Endorsed these people's greatness, these people's mastery, these people's knowledge. Abdullah bin Mubarak rahmatullahi, who is an authority in the field of hadith, Imam Bukhari rahmatullahi has quoted so many narrations of Imam of Abdullah bin Mubarak rahmatullahi, and Imam Bukhari rahmatullahi says, if only people could follow the teachings of Abdullah bin Mubarak rahmatullahi, a person of Imam Bukhari Is caliber. He's saying if only people could follow the teachings of Abdullah bin Mubarak, Rahmatullah they'll, they'll go in the right direction. And Abdullah bin Mubarak, Rahmatullah is a student of Imam Abu Hanifa, Rahmatullah And he has in length written about his expertise, or mentioned about his expertise. So now, who is some nobody of this, end, this period in time who now will cast doubts, who will throw some things. No, he made mistakes also. And then they'll come down to mockery. They'll start off with praise and they'll come down to mockery. And they will be the experts of the time. And what is the sum total of it? Don't follow these Imams of fiqh. What you must follow is the so-called Imams of this Ramana, of this time. Those who don't know hardly, who know hardly anything. Who don't even have a smattering of the knowledge that these great Imams had. If on a scale of one to thousand, if the imams of fiqh had one, one thousand, these people don't even have one properly, in comparison. And now they will want must follow them. So this is the bottom line, to take a person away, but how it starts off? With this doubt. Now somebody who might want to argue the point with them, neither this person arguing has that expert knowledge, and that person is also just as, doesn't have anything, so that it just becomes a matter of words and who has a better uh, way of silencing the other, that's all now the person who is listening to all this this is where we started off this discussion about influence now by going to the wrong places by joining the wrong company by listening to the wrong talks, everybody is now a talker nowadays, and there is so much of talk much of the talk is only talk there is no reality in it, there is no truth to what is being said, but because somebody is a good talker, they have some kind of title to their name, so as a result now people start flocking because of that talk. In one hadith, Nabi Wasallam, one dua that he made, that dua is mentioned, that Nabi Wasallam asked or begged from Allah Ta'ala, that, Ya Allah, Allahumma la yudrikni zamanun, that, Ya Allah, let not such a time come upon me. And further he said, لا يتبع فيه ولا يستحيا فيه من الحليم That the people of true knowledge will not be followed. And who be followed? People who just can talk in a very fancy way. That is what later on Nabi S.A.W. says in the same du'a, قلوبهم قلوب الأعاجم وألسنتهم ألسنت العرب that their hearts are deviated. Their hearts are in the line of the... in our context, the West. Or in the heart, their hearts are away from deen. But their tongues are speaking eloquent Arabic. Their tongues are speaking very good Arabic. The tongues are speaking the language of deen. But the reality of deen is not there. So we need to be very very careful. We don't just dive into anything. The influence we are talking about that now we just went to some place and somebody is now saying something they are talking about the imams they will start off praising the imams and while praising the imams they will bring this but and from this but they will eventually come down to mockery also and they will make sarcastic statements and they will make all kinds of funny comments but it is nothing funny about getting one's imam affected getting one's amal affected so we need to be hyper conscious about influence this is where the topic we went from that influence now this social media and so on it doesn't happen that a person wakes up in the morning and just suddenly something pops in the mind that I must now put my pictures on social media I must do this and that and the other these are all things that have been influenced in a person's mind person starts wearing something they saw others wearing everybody is wearing v-necks so now if I wear a round neck they'll say I'm wearing like a nose on my neck so now I also be have to be liberated So Now I have to wear a v-neck But this is all from shaitan This is the noose of shaitan That He is Unshackling us from haya Just to use the word In inverted commas He is unshackling us From haya It is like a child That is in a car So somebody says This child now is in the seat belt This is baby seat with the seat belt Now it is so uncomfortable also take the seat belt out make the child feel comfortable now that car is going person is driving at 120 kilometers, 140 kilometers an hour and swerving through traffic and all that and somebody is wanting to do a favor for this child take the seat belt off so that this child can sit comfortably and then suddenly the person has to brake and Allah forbid this child is flying out of the seat into the windscreen So that's what shaitan is doing. He's unshackling, so to say, in inverted commas, us from haya. He's unshackling us from decency, from modesty. So a person now feels liberated. That's what the West did. They felt liberated. So they're walking around in total shamelessness and feeling liberated. They're feeling now they have been unshackled. Feeling liberated. This kind of liberation, Allah's lanat upon it this kind of liberation, where a person gets liberated from decency, a person gets liberated from modesty, a person gets liberated from shame, a person gets liberated from akhlaq a person gets liberated from all that has value in it. And a person gets ushered into the freedom of filth, into the so-called freedom of shamelessness, then one million lanats on such kind of freedom. And one million lanats on such kind of liberation. Allah Ta'ala protect us Allah Ta'ala keep us safe and far away from all this so but again coming to the point that where did this come from it came from an influence it came from what we saw we saw others all wearing this kind of things we felt now I must also now join the join the crowd we saw others talking in a certain way so that influenced us so this influence comes from association who we associate with what we do where we go, all these things create an influence. Now we'll see others doing something, we want to do the same. We hear others speaking about something that comes in our heart and mind and then it starts affecting our Imaniyat also Allah forbid. It starts affecting our Aqaid, it starts affecting our Muhammad, our dealings because now we're hearing how somebody was wheeling and dealing in the wrong way and they seem to get away with it. So now that influences us and I too also can now make it big And make it quick And get away with Daylight robbery But now this came from that wrong influence So we need to be very very careful In this regard We stay far away from all these things And inshallah This little effort This little sacrifice This little qurbani that we will make In any case we are now in the days of qurbani also This is the lesson of this qurbani the slaughtering of animals itself is not the purpose but that is meant to bring a very deep lesson to us merely slaughtering the animal if that was the purpose in itself then there won't be so many regulations with it that it must be done in a certain time it must be done in a certain manner they slaughter an animal any time of the year no, this is meant to bring the whole incident of Ibrahim alive in our minds and to bring this whole lesson and message that the first qurbani we have to make is the qurbani of our wrong desires the qurbani of the things that take us away from Allah that we have to sacrifice all that so the influence is a very very deep thing a person sometimes doesn't even realize that this influence has happened and a person starts drifting slowly starts drifting from the right manner of dressing for example starts drifting from the right thoughts person had pure thoughts now the person is beginning to get involved in haram thoughts but this didn't start off overnight there was an influence from somewhere that influence now crept in and it crept in very subtly and now it's pushing a person one step after the other in that haram direction but all this will lead to major problems, and it starts getting deeper and deeper. Now, when a person wants to uproot it, it is now very difficult. Like that old person with the thorn tree that everybody was complaining about. Imam Maula rahmatullah gives that example that this person who had a thorny tree in his yard and it was causing difficulty to the passers- passers-by as the thorns are falling in the way and they are coming and asking him please just now remove this so every day he said tomorrow or later or next time and in the meantime the tree is getting deeper and stronger and it's becoming more of a problem to everyone and eventually now when it became too much for everyone and they reported it to the governor and the governor now gave an ultimatum that is not done by tomorrow you are going to be in big trouble, going to arrest you or whatever, fine you or something. So now he decided to uproot the tree. But by that time he was now too weak and old and the tree was too strong. So this became a major problem for him. Now he can't uproot it. So likewise, as time continues, we don't take the necessary steps. We are not now making the effort to make that little mujahada and to uproot the wrong habits that form as a result of some influence that came in then in time we will realize where this has taken us and then we will want to uproot it but then it will be a very difficult task then it will require some major changes a person has a small little cold person took some little panados or something and it or just avoided the wrong things to, e- eating anything cold, etc. took some precautions so by the next day, two days later, the person is well and the person didn't take immediate precautions it became a little bit more serious then maybe an injection might be necessary some antibiotics might be necessary but that too might be sufficient and the work will get done but then the thing went on to bronchitis and then it became pneumonia now the person will have to get hospitalized and it will have to be treated in hospital otherwise it is a very difficult thing that this can get treated at home so why that happened because the precautions weren't taken person felt well let's carry on having the cold things let's now not bother about this little cold and so on and didn't take the precautions, didn't make that little mujahada didn't try to attend to it immediately Now hospitalization is the only way that this will be attended to. So it became a very serious thing now. So likewise, when we don't attend to our spiritual problems immediately, we take it for granted. Let us carry on now. Later on we will see. Later on this tree will be very big. The roots will be very deep. And later on now a person says, when I get married, that time I'll see. By that time this tree is very very big. The roots are very deep and now a person is trying to uproot it also but battling so we don't wait for that time and the very important thing is we be very careful about where we go, which programs we attend which people we listen to, what books we read what talks we listen to, CDs whatever it might sound like there is some kind of uh, restriction on us but it is always better to be safe than sorry it's better to be safe than later on realize that we got deviated and having to battle now with thoughts and doubts in our mind about our fundamental beliefs sometimes, Allah forbid, or about the great Imams for example which also now throws us completely off the line. So we need to be very very careful in all these things that we stay on we turn to Allah wa ta-ala, keep making dua begging Allah help and we don't look down upon anyone we don't think of ourselves as better than anyone but we have to be very careful we cannot afford to take chances when a person has a great wealth then they don't take chances with it they keep their money very safely their jewelry very safely they don't say no you mustn't have suspicions about everyone that the visitors will come somebody might have some wrong thought about it they don't show it to the immediate and near dear ones also hide it from everyone Say, "No, well, even if they don't have an intention of stealing it maybe the nazar will fall on it so now we got to keep it safe people's nazar mustn't fall on it so to save from that nazar we are keeping the wealth away, keeping all the gold and diamonds away all the kruger away but what is the greater wealth the wealth of our iman all these things are perishable today we have it and tomorrow is gone or oh, we are gone Allah Allah save us and protect us and keep us with afiyat but the greatest wealth and the main wealth is our wealth of iman, our deen and all the things attached to deen so this has to be very jealously guarded we cannot take risks and we cannot take chances with our iman, with our deen and people who want to waylay us people who want to deviate us these are the kind of slogans that they will use that you can't be so rigid you must not must have an open mind these are the slogans you must have an open mind you mustn't think in the box all the time you mustn't be one track, these are all the slogans very fancy slogans, sounds very nice but behind these slogans are very very devious schemes and plots Hazrat Ali in his time, somebody held up the Quran Sharif And they said, let the Qur'an Sharif be the arbiter, let the Qur'an Sharif decide between us. So Ali radiallahu ta'ala, it was either that statement or something similar somebody made, on that occasion he said, kalimatu haqqin ureedha bihil batil. The words are 100% correct, that the Qur'an Sharif must be the arbiter, the Qur'an Sharif must be the deciding point. But the person's motive and intention In using this statement now Is batil He's got a different motive So he's saying the right thing To Use that as a vehicle To slip in the wrong Objective So this is just the wrapping he's giving That slogan is just the wrapping He's using this beautiful wrapping To wrap up something Which he's putting from his side He wants to plant something So he starts off talking very nicely Starts off talking some very good things Very inspiring things also But inside that package after that He'll start putting his poison So he wants to feed you poison But if he just tells you Look, you take this What I am saying is right You're not going to take it So he has to bribe your mind He has to talk good about what you already believe in He has to talk good about those who you respect already He has to bribe your mind by making you feel comfortable about the things he's speaking, and after he's bribed your mind, then he starts planting the doubts. So, therefore, we stick to what our line is. We stick to our akabir, our alamay kiram, our mashaykh, and inshallah, this is a tried and tested and proven route. The ahlu sunnah wal jamaah and as they came down following the four imams of fiqh. And then, in the latter times, the explanation of all this in the light of the teachings of the ulama, of Devan, this has proven itself, that this is tried and tested way, and has taken people safely through their deen. All these other hit and run things, a person will get hit down with it, and he will be run over, and then it will be too late to realize what happened to him. So, Alhamdulillah, again to start off with, from where we commence the discussion, the discussion went from different directions Whatever Allah Ta'ala would But we started off on this note That mashallah some people had corresponded To say that They had cleared up All these things That we spoken about last week On social media The dua is from the depths of the heart Fall who took that step Allah Ta'ala blessed them with the best of dunya And akhirat Allah Ta'ala filled their hearts with taqwa Filled their hearts with his muhabbat Allah Ta'ala grant them all the great good things of ruhaniyat and rujoo Allah and khushu and khudu give them the best akhlaq Allah Ta'ala make their dunya also a place of afiyat and a place of happiness and peace Allah Ta'ala bless them with the best of akhirat as well and Allah Ta'ala give the same tawfiq to everybody else who might have anything, any involvement in such things, this dua applies to those who will still take the step also in the f- today Allah Ta'ala give all of them also the same and much more as well. Allah wa Ta'ala bless us all. Allah Ta'ala grant us his muhabbat. Allah Ta'ala grant us ikhlas and sincerity. Allah Ta'ala give us istiqamat in deen. Keep us safe from all the schemes and plots of shaitan and from the traps of nafs as well. Allah Ta'ala keep us with iman. Take us with iman and raise us on the day of qiyamah with iman. Wa akhiru rabbil alamin. اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناءا عليك انت كما اثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو اهله ربنا غلمنا انفسنا وان لم وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير واجعل عواقب أمورنا بالخير بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير اللهم ارحمنا بترك المعاصي أبدا ما أبقيتنا وارحمنا أن نتكلف ما لا يعنينا وارزقنا حسن النظر فيما يرضيك عنا ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله واسحابه جمعين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله